Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. are live guys uh welcome back to the audio experience guys and uh today super special guests and these are people that i've actually been talking with for quite a while now we tried to do a podcast and you guys were overseas there was glitches it was it was a real yeah it didn't go so well but we had a great talk we had a great talk (laughs) right so now we're just going to redo that podcast i'm with uh the green mountain boys is what we're what you guys are starting up a youtube thing right yeah starting up all social media and, and this is what i love to do is to talk to people that are just kind of at the beginning phases of what they want to do like like pursuing their dreams and i did say green <laughs> green mountain boys but there's a green mountain girl in front of me too we're gonna we can see each other on the uh, <laughs> on the zoom call guys and uh so i got taylor and emily uh here just briefly give me a little description of what inspired you guys to do this and set this journey on and and, and go from there if you would Sure. Yeah. I'll give you the elevator speech as we like to call it. But uh, yeah, we were um, uh, three of us were overseas kind of talking about our hunting experience and how we were going to miss it because of deployment um, reminiscing people overheard saying, Hey, uh, you know, I, I always wanted to get into hunting, but I don't have anybody in my family that's done it, or I don't have friends or whatever that do it. Um, And so we started talking and then, um, you know, um, my wife, Emily, who's got a completely different experience than that. And so we're like, how can we create something to be able to provide these resources for individuals um, that want to get out and do it, but can't or don't know where to start? And I know there's bigger companies that have done that before, um, but this is sort of the Northeast side of things um, where it's a very difficult um, place to hunt, depending on where you are. And it can get discouraging at times. So if you're around Vermont, right? Like in the, yeah, we're like kind of briefly, you're you're in the mountains of Vermont. Yeah, so we're clo- yeah we're close to the two highest peaks in Vermont, Mount Mansfield and Camel's Hump. Um, okay. We'll call them we'll call them mountains. It's uh, like just under five thousand uh, feet for Mount Mansfield. Yeah, that is a mountain. I'll give you that one. <laughs> um, and so what we want to do is is provide um, some some audio, some video, um, all of the social media out there, our experiences, and then, you know, get some people that are close to us, bring them out with us too, and let them share their story and their experiences. Um, and hopefully bring some of that education, um, to inspire those, those people that haven't made the move to get out there to actually get out there. Um, and I think one of the big, big things for us is, as having Emily, uh, be a, part, a huge part of that. She's, um, and she'll talk about it a little bit, but she's a, a female in a mainly male-dominated sport. Uh, yeah. And, we, and we've got a, a huge difference in our backgrounds. And um, so we want to make sure that we captured all of that in, in what we're trying to do. Sweet. Sweet. And so touching on that just a little bit as far as Emily, how is your feelings as far as coming into this with these dudes? And <laughs> you, can, you can probably, I, I don't know your background as much, but as far as you can keep up, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> I, yeah, I try and keep up with these guys. Um, they're really awesome and so inclusive. Um, 
really great supporters of female hunters um, and female athletes. So I'm just really proud to be a part of this group. Um, and Taylor can touch on the name to the Green Mountain Boys Outdoors because I think sometimes I'm like, do you want to really name it that? Because then maybe females are going to be turned off from that. But um, once you know kind of the backstory of it, you really you you feel like, OK, there's history here and it's really cool. Um, but, yeah, super proud to be a part of this yeah. group and add that um, female aspect to it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Touch on too. Where did you, where, how did you come up with that name? Would you tell her or yeah. Emily, whoever, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> Open um, floor. <laughs> uh, so the green mountain boys uh, goes back actually to the start of the country um, where Ethan Allen and the green mountain boys uh, were a group um, that were technically in Vermont, but it wasn't quite a, a state yet. Um, and they were, they were fighting off people, um, who had established themselves in their land. They have their land, they own their land. Um, and then you've got the British coming over and trying to, to take over that land from those individuals. So um, <clears throat> fighting for that basic, basically conservation of, of property for those individuals. Um, and one of their big, one of their big, uh, big monumental battles um, was Fort Ticonderoga uh, where Ethan Allen and the Green Mountain Boys took that um, from the British. And so really, now all of the Vermont Army National Guard and Air National Guard are considered the uh, Green Mountain Boys, um, whether you're a, a male or a female. But it just goes back to our heritage and our in our lineage as Vermonters here. Cool, cool, man. Could you imagine back then, just like <laughs> just the barbarous, just like we're gonna go take that thing, over <laughs> today, <you> guys. <laughs> Grab your weapon, let's do this. It's like wow. That's yeah, and you gotta you gotta go through feet of snow with like these wool socks and your boots are probably just absolutely destroyed. So you're oh, yeah. hundreds of miles and who knows what your feet look like after that. With the worst equipment, probably known to man. You know what I mean? It's just like crazy, crazy to think that those, oh man, crazy. So let's, uh, so let's, let's, let's transform here into just like, as far as you, you came out West a couple of times, haven't you? And uh, so I've never been out West. Um, but, uh, uh um, Micah, who's part of the Green Mountain Boys, has he's he's gone okay. out Colorado uh, yeah. and done some uh, bow hunting. He he stays with his uncle and then drives an hour, two hours on either side by side or four wheeler to get into where he wants to hunt. Um, he's been doing that, I think, for the past few years now. Um, and then Jesse, who's also part of our group, has done some um, deer hunting in Ohio, um, okay. but. But myself and Emily haven't yet. Um, it's it's scheduled for next year. Um, and actually, we've been we've been talking with uh, Lydia Smith. Um, cool. So Emily might go out and do a hunt with her next year, which would be awesome. Oh, that'd be so awesome. And and I think that's just a, a big thing, especially in the hunting community. I really think that people are trying to help out anywhere they can. You, you, you see that, I think, more and more these days of people actually instead of, knowing, you know, no, this is my spot. Rather that they're they're going, hey, come on, I will teach you what I know. Um, I know I've I've seen that in spades just in the last while, and a lot of it is just like nobody should tell you you're not allowed to you know get your own meat, right? Get your own food, and, yeah. and to, to be self sustainable as far as that way. And so it's it's pretty cool to actually be a part of it and to watch it and actually be able to participate in helping other people and that's my whole goal and my whole thing in in born and raised outdoors is is just to be able to 
get the gifts that I've learned over the years and, and pass them hopefully to somebody that can use them as well. And so, and it seems like this, like you guys have a small business you're starting. And um, anyway, if there's any way I can help in that, I'm definitely going to, going to try, you know, to, to definitely lend whatever services, whether it's a lie or not, you know, whatever, <laughs> I, whatever I, whatever I can. So, well, so yeah. That, and that's been it. And, and that's what, you know, kind of, left us even further and motivate us we we started binge watching born and raised outdoors we've, mm-hmm. we've watched all the way all every series all the way through uh while we were over there um land of the free <clears throat> um and just understanding that you guys are real people right and you guys took a huge chance and you guys did your thing and um and you have been you were extremely helpful to be honest with you when i emailed you i was like you know maybe i'll hear back from them maybe i won't just throw it out there but when you responded i was like wow, this is, this is fantastic. And then you've been, you know, responsive ever since and, and become a, you know, a huge sounding board and, and mentor for, for myself and, uh, and growing this and helping to get this business started. Oh, I really appreciate that. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, believe me, I get out, I get more out of it, I think, than you do. So uh, yeah, I really, really appreciate that. Ben. I got some things we talked a little bit before every podcast I talk with the people and I'm like, what, you know, what do you guys want to talk about? You know, that's the, that's the biggest thing is like, I'm honored to have you guys on here, but like, what would be something that you want to talk about? And we talked kind of that East versus West kind of thing. Like, is that, a is, I think that as a guy that lives out West that um, born here, you know, I mean, I think it's, pretty easy for me to just go, yeah, I'm going to just going to go up uh, this weekend and I'm going to scout or I'm going to go hunting and, and go hit the mountains or whatnot and find a spot to elk hunt and uh, hike in, you know, six, seven miles and just, you know, I'm just going to do that. Right. I think, and I think (laughs) you're laughing, Emily's laughing right now. And I, I honestly, I don't think like of people, because there's a huge, a huge hunting basis in like back east, like Pennsylvania and stuff, where it's flat as a floor, and a lot of the people have never seen a mountain before. I mean, a mountain, like I'm talking ten thousand feet. Like, yeah, no. thank you, thank you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. no, but uh, yeah, and five thousand is definitely a mountain. Don't 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 discount that a bit. But no, it's uh, when we first went to Wyoming, it was a big step for us. I mean, it was just like. Oh boy. Okay. We're leaving what we know, our backyard of like what we have already, you know, established and everything we know, we're, you know, we go down here and there's usually elk over here. You know what I mean? And we're going to a whole different place that we've never been to. And it's, it's, it's building a, you can easily build a barrier. You can easily build a wall of, ah, uh, I just don't think I'm there yet, or it's going to be too expensive or, or something of that nature, I think. And is that true of like, most people I, I, I've, you've got, I've ran into, or even you guys, what, how do you guys feel about on the on taking of coming out West and hunting elk? Okay. Emily, mean, Emily. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I feel like I start shaking when I, when I think about it and I dream about it. And it's just something that I've wanted to do for so long because those are just such magnificent animals. And just even, even just to, to see them in the flesh, I would, I, I, think I would just be in complete awe. I'm, I'm not, I'm like scared that I would just freeze up and not be able to do anything. Um, <laughs> I do the same thing. Don't worry about it. But just to be able to be outside and be in the outdoors and see different animals that we don't have around here. I mean, I get excited when we see the woodchuck or the chipmunk on the side of the house. So, cool. you know, to be able to see 
and elk and, and other animals that you guys have out West is just an incredible experience alone, let alone being able to kill one of those animals and provide for our family. So, yeah, no, that's true. And I, I think we take it for granted more than, uh, you know, the, than we probably should as far as like, you know, from your guys' standpoint, you know, yeah. So I'm going to drive halfway across the country. I'm going <laughs> to hike up this giant mountain and I'm going to try to use these tubes and reeds and stuff to call on this <laughs> 750 pound screaming animal and shoot it with an arrow and yeah. you know and that's honestly what you're trying to do and it's just like people i think that from the outside of you know where you guys live they're like yeah that's probably not gonna happen you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? it's, it's like weird when you start explaining it like that people are like are you insane why would you want to do that it's, like, it's that, so you know. true it's so true yeah and um no but i guess what i want to convey to you guys is you guys can do it i mean anybody anybody listening to this can do it and you just have to just start where where, even where we were at like when i first started doing this which was years and years and years ago but like oh let's say 20 years ago you know when um internet was there it definitely was there but there wasn't like a really solid like uh gps and onyx maps and all these things that google earth or whatnot that you can get on and just type in okay where where do i want to go and you can actually see it in pretty much real time and see the train that you're going to get into and i mean all those there's so many more tools and, and then with this computer that i'm sitting in front of right now you can pretty much plan a whole hunt without being there without stepping foot in there and you can talk to people that have hunted it numerous times possibly you know what i mean i mean there's so much uh information out there that it's just it's so awesome for people that they can actually have that peace of mind going to spots like that because without that i think it would be pretty daunting in my opinion it would be anyway scary it'd be scary that's it and that's i think that's like you touched on when we when we first started um about this topic is um it's overwhelming for people to mm. be like, I'm going to either drive across the country when now gas prices are $5 a gallon out here. Um, $5 a gallon. Come on. They're what like is it like? Seven, seven eight? Yeah. We're at seven, <laughs> just over start at seven right now. It's okay. Oh, it's all right. All right. Out here then. Oh. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are saving money every day over there. <laughs> um, and then but you go got, ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. And then the over the counter price, um, you know, for us, for being military in Oregon, luckily, um, we can get it for inexpensive. We can get it for a resident price for if you're on active duty or um, AGR. So we look at that um, or you have to buy buy a plane ticket and then you're trying to figure the logistics of all of that. But uh, if you if you think about it, it is overwhelming. But if you sit down and actually take the time to plan it out, um, that's that's the that's the key to it all um yeah. and, it, and it's not as overwhelming when you start doing that and then even if it's a year from now which is what we're trying to do um is trying to get out and get that experience so we can have that east versus west feel um thankfully we do have a little bit of elevation here and we can do some training of that but nothing you know nothing over five thousand feet unless you go over to new hampshire and then you're in the whites um, and do some of that so and i will be totally honest with you guys you don't i mean I live at 27 feet elevation right now. That's where I'm sitting right now at 27 feet. There is tide water, honestly, for me, uh, oh, probably about 500 yards. The tide, that's where the tide ends um, on the river that I'm on. It's from the ocean. So there's so many times that we just take and we'll bomb. We've going, okay, we're going to hit Colorado, go to Walmart, hit Walmart, grab two tags, and we'll be 
you know, we usually try to do that on a 26 hour because it takes about 24 hours to get there. And then we'll switch right who's the driver, drive all the way through the night from where we're sitting to the next day. At that time, we have tags in our pocket and our packs on and we're hiking at like 10,000 feet. So, I mean, yeah, so it's totally doable. It's totally, totally doable. And you don't, yeah, you don't need to like, you know, do the altitude training and everything. Does it help? Yeah, probably. I guarantee it will, but it's still a mind frame of just don't go too fast, too much. Just take it all in. Go just do what you can. And just as long as you keep moving and like, we don't rush anything. We just kind of move in a big circle is what we'll do. And just like, okay, if we find elk in that circle that we're going to do that day, then we find elk and we're on them. If not, we're going to do that one more day. And if we don't find out, we're leaving that whole spot. We're not going to, we're going to drive. It could be sometimes clear across the state to the next spot that we chose that we e-scouted. So it, it just, yeah, it's totally doable guys. You don't, you don't have to kill yourself on training and everything. I mean, I'm, I'm not the epitome of shape. Let's just say that. <laughs> you do have shape. <laughs> it's just shape. There is shapes involved. Yes. Yes. Well, but, that's just like you do, like you're just talking about on the Western side. That's what we're trying to get. I guess it's kind of like the training wheels um, for the West coast is the East coast stuff is just like, just telling people, just get out there. Yeah. Just, you know, um, even if you, even if you're, you don't plan on firing your firearm or you don't plan on drawing your bow, get out and go for a walk in, in the middle of these seasons and experience the nature um, and the opportunity that may come of it. Um, it's that's what you got to do is you just, you got to take a leap of faith you, and yeah, a little bit of research on there and, and some planning and logistics stuff, but um, you'll be surprised as to how it makes you feel after you've been in, in the, in the woods for a day alone with your thoughts and hearing um, if you're in there in the morning, just stuff coming alive and just everything, just mm-hmm. once that sun starts to break, everything just opens up and you think it's like <laughs> a huge buck, but really it's three squirrels walking by you and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's so, um, yeah, it's it's exactly live it up to the opportunity, right? So I mean, exactly. if you get the chance to do it, you know, make it worth it. Make it yeah. make it worth the while. I, I would totally totally agree with you guys. And you're gonna and so that's your as far as to just share that journey of uh, first time coming out and and that's your plan and then release that afterwards. Yeah, and and we've been you know we've been working with some some people um, that have given us some resources as well to help share that. But yeah, it's just a just to get them out there, get them experiencing that, um, whether it's their, you know, their absolute first time in the Northeast or their absolute first time in the woods or even around a firearm. We've got, you know, we've, we've got a little bit of military background, obviously, and Emily's got a background with firearms since she was a little girl. So um, not something that we're, we're scared of. And then we also all have archery background too. So um, we're there to help. We're there to inspire or encourage um, and just bring to light what, what is possible. Um, if sure. people just put in the time. Yeah. And so, and support and make it not feel intimidating. I think so many people, even just being outside in the woods is intimidating to them. So being able just to, you know, go for a walk in the woods and show them, you know, different signs of animal tracks or like even poop, like that kind of thing. It's just super fascinating and, and people don't even know what it is. So just being able to support them in that aspect alone is just, it is, is really awesome and is one of the big reasons I want to do it. Um, if we can just encourage even a few people just to get out and do this with us and, and walk around and even look for sheds and stuff like that, just different parts of the season and how we prepare for hunting. It's just 
really awesome to be able to to share that and support people on their their start of their journey doing that. Absolutely, no, I think you hit it on the head. It's just yeah, trying to trying to uh, not just give back, but you guys are doing something like I, I'm I, I'm super envious of you because you'll get to see a lot of things for the first time. Right. So it's just like, it's, that's why I love taking new hunters is because I can live through their eyes because they're mm-hmm. seeing that for the first time or taking their animal or something like that for, for the first time. So I get to relive that with them, which is super, yeah. super awesome. You know? So no, I'm envious of you guys. I think you guys are going to have a blast, a blast doing this. And any way I can help you guys out, just uh, definitely, definitely let me know. Um, so we talked about Vermont uh, whitetails. I, so when when the so let's do this. Let's so the guy out west he he sees all these shows right, and he sees okay. I'm talking about me, and I you know every whitetail shows and it's gonna don't take this the wrong way, okay at all. But all whitetails look alike. They all look the same to me. They all kind of have the the same kind of horn things, and and so you go and uh, you climb the tree and you just you just wait for the buck that you've named, you know, Uncle Ricky. We wait for Uncle Ricky to walk by, and then you pull back your bow and, and you shoot him. And I don't think that's the way it goes in all places. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but that. That, that's kind of the imitation that I've got in my head, I guess, around the whitetails. I mean, it's not all wrong. You did forget about the part where you freeze your butt off sitting in that stand. Man, I did. I, so we have blacktail here. And um, anyway, and so years ago, I'm like, it's the best way, honestly, to kill a, a big buck is a tree stand. Cause you're, you know, you're right there. You're not spooking them on the ground anyway. So I did uh, two days. I did two days, nearly froze to death. Okay. <laughs> and it wasn't that cold. It was not that it wasn't temperatures. Like you guys were even almost not even close. And I was just like, I froze my butt off for one for two. I saw three deer in two days because there's not a ton of deer around here either. And so it's just like, I, I swore to myself, I'm never doing that again, because I'd always sit there and, it, you know, it was in the mountains. It was in the uh, big oak patches and this, this big hilly terrain is where I was at. And I'm like, man, I just want to walk over and see what's over that hill, right? There, you know, just see what's over there, you know? And so the, I found myself like the third day, like I abandoned the whole tree stand operation. <laughs> I was done and I have never done it again. So not to say I wouldn't. I, I yeah, I got. I've gotten. I've been invited numerous times to go whitetail hunt. I just haven't. I just haven't done it yet. So, but yeah. So that's the perspective from a guy out west thinking about the whitetail, and everybody's like, "But Ben, you guys just like, I honestly, because it's right in your backyard. You guys eat it up, love it, right?" Yeah, and and your that experience is definitely not what we experience here. <laughs> that's okay. Like- that's <laughs> that's like a Texas type of thing, maybe. Uh, gotcha. Some people uh, in Pennsylvania where we hunt do, I mean, food plots. That's a huge thing sure. um, because you're providing nutrients and a lot of people spend a lot of time doing that and it's year round. And then they've got their trail cams up. And like you said, they can, you know, name it Fast Ricky or Bobby Joe <laughs> or whatever you want to. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Bucky, so. Yeah, that's true. We got Bucky. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, then they get the trail cones up in there, knowing when they're, they're pattering in them and trying to figure it all out. And, and people do do that. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Um, uh, we are, we are not those people. Um, we are those people that, um, 
we're fortunate enough to be able to hunt in Pennsylvania on her family's farm. Um, and we, you know, we do a little bit of scouting and then we'll put up our tree stands. Um, and there's, there's multiple throughout the property and it's all based on, you know, weather patterns, um, where people feel or what we've seen throughout the year. Um, <clears throat> but if you do that on public lands, you're probably, you got to put in a lot of time. Yeah. Um, if you want to see something, if you just go out the two over there, the odds of seeing a deer. In the yeah. And two over there, it's just like, there's so much private, right? Is there a lot of public ground? There are in Vermont. Yeah. There's a lot of like state forests, um, which you can, okay. hunt, but, but there's also a lot of, uh, you know, in the wintertime, you've got cross country skiing, you've got snowshoeing, people get out and about, and they get a lot of people that spend a lot of time outdoors <laughs> during the fall, during the winter. As like you, you can you can get on the tree stand and then daylight hits and you're like, oh, there's like ten people right next to me. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I mean, it it can be a little it can be a little nerve wracking. So that's why I've really just enjoyed watching your experience and doing you know public land because it's not like that here. It's so different. So for us being able to have our family farm in Northeast Pennsylvania and having that private privacy. And, um, and that basically like security blanket for us knowing, all right, well, hopefully there's going to be nobody else trespassing. We have had people trespass, sure, but, sure. um, you just feel a little bit more secure in that. <laughs> so it's just, it's very interesting hunting on public land up here. Yeah. I, I, was, I was in Colorado. This has been a few years ago and anyway, and we're calling this bull in and, um, he hung up at like a hundred yards and everything. And so I'm trying to do everything I can to get him to break that hundred yard barrier to come in. So, so, uh, I think it's Trevor could shoot him. And, uh, anyway, and I'm, I'm raking, I am just, just going nuts, just trying to do anything I can. I hear this, Hey, Hey, like what in the world? And I turn around and it's this guy and he goes, Trent, he goes, love your stuff, love <laughs> your stuff. And I'm like, what in the absolute hell is going on right now? And I'm just like, and so I just push him forward. I said, see that, see that tree right up there, get right by that tree and knock an arrow. And he's like, are you serious? I said, yeah, if that bull comes in this way. And anyway, it ended up nothing happened, but it's just, you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, nowhere. And it's just like, Hey buddy, how's it going? You know, just, <laughs> I literally can't even crazy. imagine that. Oh my crazy. gosh. It's crazy who you meet. That's for sure. So yeah, it was, it was cool. It's uh, and that's the super cool thing about like just the hunting community and just the, the people in general, you know, it's just, everybody's so usually so nice, so nice all the time. So, and that's it. And that's what we found in, in just talking, um, you know, uh, with you obviously. And then we, you know, we've talked with some people darn tough. We've talked with Exo Mountain and a bunch of the people in the community and that's all they want to do is help you be successful. Yeah. Um, and, and that, and it's been huge. So, um, you know, Mark, uh, from EXO, he was supposed to come out in July. They had a couple things happen. So that we're going to try and get them out here to, uh, go through the mountain warfare course a little bit that we have here in Jericho from the army perspective. So he can learn, Sweet. learn some new stuff from, from us, um, on the army side of things. Um, but there's some great resources that we have, um, and, and, you know, in terms of hunting, you just got to put in the time and, and it, it becomes a, another, another job if, if you want to be successful and, uh, people need to either love it or devote themselves to it or both. Um, <laughs> you know, it's true. It is definitely true. Definitely. And so, you know, the, the upper Northeast versus the Pennsylvania, New Jersey. So her family's from New Jersey and we were, <clears throat> we were going down there 
it was like, <laughs> I don't know, like six years ago or something. And we're driving down and I was going to hunt a farm in, in Pennsylvania, bow hunt, um, and opening day. So we usually travel at night. We got down there. We were in around this, like, uh, we'll call it a, a town, but it's more like a city ish. Um, and we're driving, it's two o'clock in the morning and we look over, there's this massive, massive buck, double drop time, just hanging out on the side of the road. It's probably like 12 points, maybe uh, probably over 200 pounds. Tiller, just slow down. I'm going to get the bow. <laughs> just, just stay right there. <laughs> Full harvest mode. Full yeah. harvest mode. Yeah. And he was like right next to uh, an apartment complex, <laughs> like right out of their parking lot. I'm like, what the heck? Like, he was area. Yeah, you would die to see that in in the northeastern states, but it's like a common occurrence down in New Jersey. They're like oh, yeah. eating out of the flower beds in Monster. Um, you want to talk about monster box, monster whitetails? They're right in New Jersey. Huge rat. No, oh, you can't. I'll I'll just send you a picture after. You'd be like, what? That's not really? real. Huh. Huge, huge. Yeah, we don't really have that here. We don't. Have that. <laughs> <laughs> not a problem here. Yeah. No, we have to go. You have to go find them. Yeah, yeah. But New Jersey, you hit them with your car any time of the day. Vermont, huge bodies. They can get huge uh, antlers, not as big. But New Jersey, they're like huge antlers and smaller bodies. So different, different demographics, different areas, different. different Well, not a lot of of people hunt there, so they're just you know breeding like wildfire. And the only time you really get one is when you hit it with your car. So. <laughs> I've heard that is back east a real thing. Like uh, deer crossing signs everywhere, just because it's yeah. just so littered with deer. There's yeah. certain because there's some states you can kill like six or something. Correct? Is that yeah? Like North Carolina, their yeah. their, tag, their tags are there. It's insane. You can really, and they're like the size of large dogs. There, it's like <laughs> sixty. Oh, they're not very big. No, no. like my uh, one of my uncles, he would text us all the time. He's like, oh, just shot this one. We're like, oh, how much? He's like, oh, it's an eighty pounder. I was like. Well, I don't think that's very well. Whatever, whatever, man. It's good as long as you're getting something from it. Our blacktails here are not very big either. They're pretty, pretty small in yeah. in, in in relative to like uh, mule deer or something like that. They're right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty yeah. small. Yeah, just a whole different subspecies. But uh, and one but of the no. other, one of the other issues that we kind of face sometimes is poaching. Um, mm-hmm. That's a that's kind of a big thing here, just because people want to hunt and they've had their license taken away or they shouldn't be owning a firearm or whatever. And they're yeah. out there all times off season, off season, all times of the year doing things that they shouldn't be doing. So spotlighting um, and stuff like that, or just out of season, you're talking everything. All of it. And, yeah. Interesting. Do you guys have like a tip line and stuff that you turn in poachers on and stuff like that? Is that, that's a, that's a real thing. It is. The game wardens do a good job. Um, cool. We actually had a, a an uh, actually a huge eleven pointer die on the property next to us um, during muzzleloader, and I got questioned as if I was the one that did it, even though I called in him. Um, but I don't even own a muzzleloader, so it was, thankfully that was that was good. <laughs> and um, but they were super super nice, and um, but they were doing their job right, and that's what that's what yeah. we ask as conservationists too. Yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's, I would not want that job at times. I will tell you that it's, they always have to work during the hunting season, you know, and when everybody's out there, that's when they're work. You know what I mean? It's like a taxidermist. I think I'm out on taxidermy too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, everybody bringing in their awesome giant animals and you're just sitting there taking care of them for them. You know, it's not awesome. It's not cool. But 
Oh man. Um, so what else do you guys, what, what's uh, as far as future goals with, with what you're doing, I'd, I'd like to kind of dive into like, what is your guys' goals uh, next? Like, let's just say two years down the road, what would you guys like to see you guys yourselves? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with actually getting content out there it would be awesome. That would be a great start. Um, it'd be a good start. I'm just going to let you know, it'd be a decent start. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, that's how it that works. Oh, oh, man. Uh, if I'd have known this before, if I'd only known this before. No. I mean, I don't, it's, it's such an odd thing for me to even think about being on camera. I don't really like, I, I think te- technology is incredible. Um, but being like filming and stuff just makes me, I'm like, I just want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be filmed, but you make it look so natural. Like it's just, no, no. you got it in the bag. I'm like, gosh, that looks, how does he do that? I just, uh, I just <laughs> yep. hope that we can film enough where um, we're getting, we're supporting people and giving great content and being super helpful um, at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a challenge for you? I mean, you're just Sometimes, so natural. Yeah. You, you say that, but you have no idea how many times I'll turn on the camera and I'll look into it. I'll be like, Nope, not the time. So I'll go up and I'll hit, I'll turn it off and then I'll sit there for who knows how long. A lot of times, I'm not kidding you, the stuff that you guys don't get to see. And um, it's just like, I I get real anxious around the camera and I really have to like go back to my, okay, I have to tell myself, well, if this helps one person, if it just helps yeah. one person, this is going to all be worth it. All this yeah. anxiety or all this nerves or all whatever it may be. If it helps one person, it's just going to be worth it. And then that is usually what pushes me and can motivate me in order to just go, okay, let's run the camera. Let's do this. You know, uh, and that's, it, it really does. And, and it's neat seeing it the whole way around. Right. So I, I handle all of our emails. I handle all that kind of side of the business. And it's really, really, really rewarding to hear people say, man, what you did there or here, or however, you know, really, really changed my way of thinking or it inspired me to do this. It inspired me to go out West. It inspired me to do something that I didn't think I could do and, um, and take the hurdles, you know, small as it can be. I mean, it may be something as just small as just getting out and going camping. Some people are scared of the woods. Some people are just like intimidated of it because yeah. it seems like this big thing. And, and, and it's cool. People can break down those barriers and go do something they didn't think they could. Definitely. Yeah. And I, and I think, so that's it. You asked what our two year goal is um, one, two years, you know, we want to get, a, we need to get started getting content out there. Um, and then once we get some, some content is, um, you know, getting those followers that are are sort of a, a crowd base or a regular um, that keep coming back and asking those questions so that we can help them. Um, I think we're going to measure our success by the by the number of people um, that we help that 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 email us and say, "Hey, just wanted to say thank you. We got out into the woods this year and it was a blast. We didn't we didn't see anything or we didn't get anything, but we loved it. Or hey, we harvested our first animal, killed our first animal. Thanks, thanks so much." Um, and I think that's going to be your true transparency, right? Like you guys, is, if you if you do just kind of go off it, which I know you're going to, Taylor, as far as just like, hey, we're new to this. We're not, you know, we we're, we haven't been doing it forever. There's so many people out there like that. I think that will take that and just be like, wow, these guys did it. They were they just showed it all even, and they they put it out there on the line. And I think there's some huge validity to that as far as empowering other people through that. Yeah, see what I mean. 
Absolutely. We want to, we want them to know that we're real people. Um, and regardless of how big or small we are and whatever, that we're always going to be real people and we're here to help. And we're going to show um, our successes and our failures because failures breed the success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, people just need to understand that it's, it's not like you're sitting, you go out, you get it, sit in your stand first late, you kill a monster buck. That's, that's just, <laughs> if you're lucky or or that good, great, but <laughs> it happens. It's just not to me. Okay. Yeah. It's just yeah. not to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that too with like filming, um, especially as a woman is, is being able to inspire other women. Cause if you can see a woman on camera and you're like, well, what's that? Like what's happening there? Um, just, I mean, we were talking about it. I was talking about it with Taylor earlier. It's just, even if I can help women navigate those things in the woods that, you know, like even going to the bathroom, like just simple things like that. It's like, nobody talks about it. And I'm the only female hunter in my family and have been in our hunting group. So I really had nobody to, to go to and ask those kind of questions about like, you know, what kind of gear do you really like to wear? What, you know, um, what's most comfortable and how do you go to the bathroom in the woods? Yeah, um, no, you're right. Questions, but really good things to know. So I just be love to be that sounding board for those um, female athletes in that way. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I think that's super important because just like you said, I think a lot of the girls out there that are in the woods, this is going to sound really, really bad, but as far mm-hmm. as they're kind of out there dolled up in the makeup and just, it's more of a possible, a look at me kind of thing rather than, no, yeah. this is how you do it. This is how yeah. you can get here. And, and I think that would be super, super important for um, just the people viewing and the, and, and the people listening as well. Just been, it, it, that's, that's fantastic. I like that. I really do. That's cool. Yeah. And try to be as, as we're on our footage as we can. <laughs> Keep it raw, but yet, you know, tame it just a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> just some don't. People, some my whole thing is don't lie. Don't get out there and just, oh, yeah. yeah, don't yeah. lie. And that's a, a lot of people, you know, you can see things on TV. I'm like, that's not the way that, it didn't happen that way, you know? And it's just like, that isn't, that isn't real, you know? <laughs> but uh, if you, people can see through that really really fast as far as people that are, are not honest with what they're doing and their content and stuff and and man but if you just keep it real and just show it the way it is and the way you're doing it people are going to love it people yeah will, will, will I, love think, it. I mean i don't did you feel like this when you first started filming i think it's um like i said we really want to keep it real and honest and i think it's it's for me it's scary because i'm like there is such a vulnerability with that yeah. i'm like oh gosh like you just feel, I mean, you know, everybody's watching it. So you're like, Oh, um, but for us, I think it's, I don't know. It's just, it's incredible to think about, but also very scary from that standpoint. Yeah. I know. I can totally see what you're saying. And, and two, I mean, I would also, you know, we don't get very much of it. We're really, really blessed in that side of things as far as like the hate mail and stuff like that. We don't, we don't really get that, which is awesome. Um, yeah. But and I know a lot of people in different companies that do a lot, and it's it's just super unfortunate. Wow. But it's you know you got to figure. And I always think about it like for the one person that didn't like what we're doing, there's got to be 
hundreds that did. That's a tiny, tiny yeah. percentage of someone that really wants to, that's down on their self and that really wants to try to drag you down too. And so just, mm-hmm. just don't even, just ignore it, just ignore it and move and move on. But my biggest thing, honestly, like on this topic, as far as uh, for me, like I really, if you don't like me, you don't like me, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> where I was, yeah, I just like, uh, my biggest thing was like when I brought my son on film and my daughter and I've had them on camera a couple different times and being really, really, uh, I was timid about doing that just because. I can take, I got thick skin. I can, uh, the, whoever wants to write in on their keyboard and feel really cool and say, oh man, you, you know, you're whatever you are. I don't care, but yeah. I don't want them getting on there and being like having to deal with those adult kind of things wow. at the, at the ages they are at. And so I've really kind of been kind of a little bit reserved on how much I have my kids on camera. The man, the people that do it 24 seven and just throw their kids out there and just, ride that train is it's to me that's it's pretty bold in my opinion it's tough it's really tough because the kids aren't you know they're not at a capacity yet to really deal with that kind of stuff in my opinion so yeah they they shouldn't they shouldn't have to yeah 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 especially in in the world that we live in now that's all about technology um Mm -hmm. and it's just so crazy to me and i think you know as we can see, you're, you're a very strong man and, and ensuring that we, that you groom your kids to be that way too. And, and having that, you know, preparing them with that thick skin. Um, and just as long as they stay true to their self, that's what matters. And that's what yeah. we want to encourage and in, in, in showing our, in our content is stay true to who you are. Um, and, and there are going to be people that like you and people that don't like you. And if those people that don't like you, they clearly, you know, if they are on there and they're commenting, they're clearly watching it for a reason, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, just just ignore it, move on and just think about the the good that you're doing. Yeah. And and yeah. two, Emily like as far as like the you know, the little nervousness and everything, that'll be great because people will love that too because they would they're going to put themselves in your shoes and they're going to be like, I would be way more nervous than she is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So no, it'll be great. It'll be awesome. I can't wait to see what you guys are going to come up with. Anything <laughs> else you want to cover? We've almost, we're about almost an hour here. Yeah, we're anything, about. Anything else you guys want to cover and, and tell people about? Um, I think just our two different backgrounds, which is super interesting. Um, mine being a family of hunters. My um, grandfather is an immigrant. He came from Northeast Latvia and he grew up on a farm. That's how they um, eight, you know, they had farm animals and they went out and hunted. And I've just, I grew from a very young age, a very strong passion for the outdoors and for, um, hunting because he showed me from a very young, I remember being, he would, he would kill a deer, bring it back to the garage. He wouldn't gut it. He would some occasionally he would gut it in the garage because he would want us to see everything about the deer. That's cool. I remember my youngest memories were like me picking up stuff and like feeling it. And he's like, uh, he's like, well, what do you think that is? I'm like, I I don't know. It was like stringy. I'm like, are these intestines? Like, you know, and it just not being shy about introducing that to our son as well, because the more I saw it, the more I was never afraid of it. And my grandfather and my dad did an incredible job of explaining everything to me. Um, you know, and why we do what we do. We don't waste the animal. We eat everything we possibly can from the animal. My grandfather would butcher it. My grandmother would pack it up and put it in the freezer. Um, and that's how I grew up 
learning how to hunt. I would be out in the woods with them, um, you know, watching him butcher the deer. And then my dad, the same thing. He would, we would go hunt. He was my first hunting partner, which was really awesome. And even at a young age before we were able to hunt, um, my dad and my grandfather taking us on deer, deer, deer watches, (laughs) you know, being able to go up into the field, sit in a stand and just watch the deer come out, you know, look for patterns and, and go through and look for sheds when it was time, you know, all those different things that I got to experience as a child that just really are ingrained in me now. And Taylor had a completely different, um, background. And I think that's why we wanted to do the business was to be able to support everyone, but mainly support the people that don't have a background in hunting or family that hunts and have no clue where to start. She's going to be teaching you. It sounds like Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yep. That's the, that's the truth. (laughs) That would be such a cool dynamic too, because you'll be learning together as well. So that'll be so, that'll be so awesome. So awesome. Yeah. it's, It's interesting because he's like, he's more, I mean, you can find everything on the internet now. So a lot of his research comes from that, but mine comes from just like this rich family history, which is so fascinating, melding the two together it's really awesome. And our group of hunters that we hunt with in Northeast Pennsylvania, um, they all have extensive backgrounds and amazing stories. And it's just that camaraderie and that as we've been talking through this whole podcast is just the amazing people that come out of the hunting community that really want to help. And it's just, I mean, before we even got our first deer, just like the older people in our group, my dad, my hockey coach, um, they've just been so encouraging to us, to the younger, younger people in our group, just to go out and, and, and kill a deer and just be out in the woods. And just, I mean, they were so excited when we got our first deer. I mean, just more excited than, than when they got their first year. So it's really cool to pass that along to each generation. That's exactly what it's about. I get that question all of the time. It's one of our most asked uh, email questions is how do I, how do I do what you guys do? And I'm not talking about the filming thing. They're just talking about most of the time is, is like the brotherhood of what we have is very special uh, guys that will give up their tag for somebody else to go call uh, an, an elk for someone else or something of that nature and working as a team to try, you know, to, to, to get the, the common goal of harvesting an elk. And anyway, it's just, it's a, it's a rare thing, I think too, out there, you know, with, with everything that's going on and the, and the world we live in. And so, I mean, it's a, it's so super cool to hear what you guys have. It's super cool. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate all your, um, you know, all of your support and your kindness and generosity oh, yeah. of your time. It really means a lot. We are looking forward to paying it forward to the next group um, and the next generation, which we're super pumped for. I know you guys will. Definitely. Definitely. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we go? No, I think that's it. Just like I said, um, looking forward to to getting that stuff out there and encouraging people to get out there and and hopefully having those those conversations with just hey, you don't need everything, you don't need a fancy gear, you just need something to keep you a little warm and some some boots on your feet and just to get out there. So yeah, absolutely. Where can everybody find you guys? The gear, yeah. So we're at uh, we're at Instagram at Green Mountain Boys Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll we're working on a website that. That'll hopefully be up uh, beginning of the fall so we can start to get some stuff posted up. Um, that'll be a greenmountainboysoutdoors.com. Um, and if they want to reach us on email, they can reach out to me. I've got a, a domain set up, taylor at greenmountainboysoutdoors.com. Sweet. 
sweet. Well, guys, it's been awesome. Um, yeah, just thank you guys so much for this. I really do appreciate it. Really do. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Trent. It's yeah. been a pleasure. No, it's gonna be. It's going to be. Uh, it's gonna be cool to watch you guys through this whole journey and everything. And and uh, I will. I believe me. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be watching. I will be watching. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly her, but yeah, <laughs> all of it. All of it. Definitely. Awesome. Well, cool. Thanks well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care.